Namaskaram, Michael, Ernesto, Jose. Uh, today, Michael, we have a question. Can you uh, yes. answer the question today? The, the question I've been asked today, is it possible to reconcile some form of planning with surrender and a life without expectations? When Bhagavan talks about surrender, the surrender Bhagavan is teaching us is a very deep inward surrender. It is a detachment of ourself from the person whom we seem to be. That is inevitably, this. every person has certain actions to do. And actions often involve, involve um, making decisions or even making plans. The problem is not in making decisions or making plans. The problem is in identifying ourselves with the person who makes the decisions and plans. So if we're on the path of surrender, we have to, obviously in life, you have to make certain decisions. You Also, sometimes you have to plan something. It, it, that's sometimes a, a necessity of life. That is not contrary to surrender. But what is contrary to surrender is if you make plans and then if you're upset when your plans don't, when things don't turn out as you have planned. I mean, so many times in life when we plan things, things often don't turn out as we have planned. We plan one thing and quite the opposite thing happens or something comes and obstructs our plan. Um, and we may even regret, oh, I wish I hadn't planned that because I planned that. Therefore, it happened like this. Therefore, if I hadn't planned that, things would have been so much better. We can have so many regrets and everything. That shows a lack of surrender. If, if when, when necessity arises to make a decision or to make a plan, we should, we should make a decision or make a plan, but we shouldn't be attached to the outcome of it. That that is why Krishna says in the Gita, you have a right, you have adhikara, that means you have a right or the authority to uh, action, but not to the fruit thereof. So when in life, so often we have to make decisions, we should decide what we consider to be the best option. If things don't turn out the way we had decided, uh, then we, okay, that's that's all according to destiny. It's according to God's will. We we don't we don't let it perturb us. So um, and and likewise without if if we plan and expect okay if I if I do this and this and this then I will get such and such a life uh, such and such a result. We have expectations. Often things don't turn out. So if if our expect if our expectations are, I mean, inevitably in life we will have some expectations, but we shouldn't be attached to our expectations. That is, surrender doesn't mean having no expectations. Surrender means not being attached to whatever we expect. Obviously, if we plan something, um, I plan today to go to the shop and um, buy some bananas. Obviously, I'm expecting that there will be bananas in the shop. But when I get there, there are no bananas. Um, I shouldn't be disappointed. Okay, Bhagavan's world today are not to have any bananas. Um, so even expectations are not, are not wrong. It's being attached to our expectations is the problem.
Is that a clear answer? Do you want to add anything to that or ask anything further about that? Um, las expectativas, eh, como dices, Michael, creo que son fundamentales de detectar cuando estamos queriendo obtener un resultado. Uh, it's necessary for us to detect the expectations when we are uh, desiring to have a, a result, an outcome. Y, y está claro que el primer paso es tratar de reconocer que las tenemos. The first step is to try to, to see that we have those expectations. Y de que tenemos un apego a que se cumplan. And that we have an attachment uh, for the expectations to, uh, to turn out the way we want. Aunque en la medida que haya una menor reacción a nuestras visella básanas. But to the extent that there is a, a lesser reaction uh, from our visella basanas. Y los gustos y disgustos que perseguimos. And likes and desires that we pursued. Estas expectativas también van a ir desapareciendo poco a poco. And these expectations will gradually uh, disappear. Aunque mientras haya ego, va a haber expectativas, aunque sea en un mínimo grado. But as long as there is ego, there will be expectations of some sort, to a lesser or greater extent. Otra cosa que me gustaría añadir, para que podamos conversar sobre ello también. Another thing that I would like to add, so we can talk about it also. Es la diferencia entre lo que es un plan eh, funcional que simplemente es meramente práctico y donde no queremos obtener ninguna forma de reafirmación del falso yo and where the, we don't want to have any, any uh, sort of uh, uh, any way of reinforcing the uh, the sense of the false uh, I. Y aquellas eh, formas de establecer planes o de eh, definir pasos de los cuales nos vayamos liberando conforme se van marcando de cualquier forma de expectativa, como decías. ¿Puedo repetir, hermano? Eso, ¿cómo? Sí. La importancia de que conforme se dan una serie de pasos con, con vista a un futuro. The importance of uh, uh, planning some steps with regards to some future. Hay una visión muy profunda de si en cualquiera de esos pasos hay una búsqueda de reafirmación del yo. There is a, a, a deep or clear vision as if in any of those steps there is a, a sort of uh, reinforcing ego. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you want to add something to that. Um, yes, it, it's all a matter of um, that is the nature of ego is to always attach itself to things other than itself. So attachment is the very nature of ego. So if we make plans, if we're attached to the outcome of our plans, then it's a problem. 
But if we make plans just because it's for reasonable, I mean, as I said, we 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 have to make certain plans in life. It's uh, it's circumstances sometimes we we may be faced with two options. We have to either have to do one or the other. So we 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 think, okay, this is the best option. So we make that decision. That is, we 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 are inevitably planning for something, but being attached to the uh, to the plan and attached to the idea that the plan should bring up when we plan something we expect certain we 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 not just expect we want certain results from our plan we shouldn't be attached to the results we expect from the plan that is ex expectations we we there are two types of expectations now we are nearing the end of the summer. Now we're in the beginning of September. I I expect, but in December it will be colder than it is now. That expectation is 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 just a it just because that's the way things are. It is colder in December than in September. So that that type of expectation is not wrong. But if I'm doing something with, with an expectation that I'll get a certain result, with a, and if I'm attached to the result that I'm expecting, I'm attached to the idea I'm going to get this result, <clears throat> um, then that is wrong. Yeah, I may get the result, but but whether I get the result or not. Isn't the, the bondage doesn't lie in that. The bondage lies in my attachment to that. If, if, I, if I'm attached to that, when I get what I was anticipating, I'm happy. If I don't get it, I'm miserable. Uh, that reinforces the idea that we are dependent on things other than ourselves for our happiness or the cause of our happiness or misery is things other than ourselves. But it's not actually what what causes me to be happy when I get something because I had a desire for that. When my desire is fulfilled, I am happy. I'm not actually getting happiness from that thing. The happiness is already within me because the desire is satisfied. I experience the happiness that's already within me. If my desire is not satisfied, then the, the, the mental agitation and dissatisfaction continues. So I'm unhappy. So it's it's not our outward life is not a bondage. It's our attachment to the outward life, our identification with the outward life. That is now we seem to be a person. And as a person, we have certain obligations. Um, we may have obligations to family. Even if we have no obligations to family, we, we have a certain obligation to be uh, um, to um we, we we inevitably we have some obligations. We have some obligation not to not to do harm to others. Not uh, so. We, we but we all have some sort of ex obligations as a person, and we also as a person we have obligation to to take care of this person to um, to um, uh, take care of our health or something. Because if we don't take care of our health, we're going to be in hospital and trouble to others. So we take care of our health. So we, there are so many things as a person, obligations we have as a person. That is not a problem. The problem is that we identify ourselves with these, with this person and with its obligations. That is where the problem lies. 
that, that is, there's a word in Sanskrit, abhimanam, which is very, I don't know whether there's any adequate word, I doubt if there's any adequate word in Spanish, but it definitely isn't in English. But abhimanam, it, it has a twofold meaning. It both implies the attachment and also the identification. So and that abhimanam is the nature of ego. And as ego, we attach ourselves to things and identify. Because I take this, because I identify this body as I, I'm very attached to this body. I care about the health of the body, and I take so much trouble to ensure that this body is well fed and comfortable, and um, isn't. Uh, too uncomfortable in the hot weather, isn't too uncomfortable in the cold weather. So I, in the summer, I may have the fan on. In the winter, I may have the heater on. All this, I'm taking care of this person. But why I take so much more care of this person than I do of other person? There's so many people in the street. I don't take care of the other people in the street as I take care of this person because I am this person. I am Michael. So it's this the, the, the problem lies in egos attaching itself to things. So if we, if we, it may be necessary, as I say, to, I mean, obviously we have certain reasonable expectations. We expect it to be cooler in uh, December than in, than in September. That's a natural expectation. Sometimes things may turn the other way. I mean, particularly now with global warming, things can all, uh, Turn upside down. We can suddenly have very hot weather in December, but that—that's we we don't normally expect that. So the expectations are not a problem. Even planning. Now winter's coming, and we've got a fuel crisis in Europe. So how are we going to um, how are we going to survive this winter? Maybe we should be plan. It'd be better to invest in better insulation. That that's just simple practical things we 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 do in life. These things are not a problem. The problem is, is our attachment to that. Supposing I decide, okay, I'll invest in, um, in better insulation. And I invest in better insulation. And the, the, whoever installs the insulation doesn't do it properly, so it doesn't work. Then I'm disappointed and I get upset. That is a problem. But making a reasonable plans for the future, it, it's, an, it's a natural thing to do as a person. We obviously have to make some plans. Sí, el, el, hecho de, el hecho de que alguien ya de por sí esté haciendo un plan de cara a un futuro es porque espera de alguna manera un resultado. The, fact that, the mere fact that someone is planning out something for the future is because uh, they expect a result. Yes, but we, it's, it's not the expectation of a result. Obviously, if I if I invest in better insulation, um, I expect that it, my heating bill will be less in the winter. But I will need to use less gas or electricity or whatever. I have a certain expectation. That is not wrong. The problem is in my attachment to that. If, um, so, but ego is the subject. That is Bhagavan, what Bhagavan is concerned about is ego. Ego is the root of everything, the root cause of everything. It is the subtlest of the subtle. So um, it's not the outward life that we have to rectify, 
we have to rectify inwardly. We have to rectify ourselves inwardly. We uh, give up our desires, our attachments, our likes, dislikes, and so on. If we give up all of these, it may reflect in our outward life, but it's not to change our outward life that we are doing this. It is to know what we actually are. So it's something inward. Decía Michael en el sentido de que, por ejemplo, ¿no? si tienes que hacer un viaje de aquí a una semana. I said, Michael, in, in the sense, I said it uh, in the sense that if you have to plan a trip from, let's say, in a week time from. Yes. Es, es bastante normal que de alguna manera te proyectes hacia el futuro y pienses mañana eh, iré a la agencia de viajes. It's normal to project the future and think yeah, yes, yeah, like yeah. I have to go to travel agency first. I... Yes. But in the moment, in the moment que surge un, un plan o un querer hacer algo, por ejemplo, eh, de cara a Imagínate, ¿no? De cara a la jubilación. But the moment that uh, a plan arises, let's say, uh, in a long term, like uh, when you retire. El, el propio surgimiento del plan de quiero protegerme frente a un futuro. The mere arising of the plan of, of uh, I want to protect myself uh, in the future. Eh, debería ser desde un punto de vista automáticamente cortado, como nos dice Bhagavan en el versículo en el que explica que actuemos inmediatamente preguntando a quién le viene este pensamiento. That should be automatically cut, cut off, as Bhagavan says in the verse where it says that we should investigate in the place where it arises. Si, si notamos que eso que está surgiendo proviene desde el miedo de alguna manera, If we notice that that which is uh, arising comes from fear uh, in some way. Y, y otra cosa diferente es que no surja esa sensación de miedo, sino que haya una muy práctica y funcional eh, eh, cálculo de ahorro, por ejemplo, de cara a un futuro, pero soltando totalmente cualquier resultado que finalmente se dé. And a different thing is just like a pragmatic thing, just like planning for to to have savings in the future without, uh, but letting go of any expect expectancy of uh, wanting the thing to be. Because the fear is the origin of that. Yes. Well, uh, fear is the flip side of desire. If we have desire for something, we will fear to not have it. So uh, if there's no likes or dislikes, no desires or attachments, there'll be no fears. So these are all part of the, they're all part of the same thing. So the, the, the gross actions of planning, for example, we, you say about the future. We, we are generally told in modern society, we should plan for retirement because the, the, whatever our work pension or our state pension may not be sufficient um, for our retirement. So we, 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 we try to plan for a better retirement. We try and save up some money. This is just pragmatic. This is not, it's not the, um, it's not the pragmatic decisions or the pragmatic plans, but of a problem. It's the, if, if we dwell on it a lot, 
okay, I need to save up money. How can I save up money? And if once I save for money, where do I invest it? Do I invest it in stocks and shares or do I invest it in bonds? Or if our whole mind is preoccupied with that, that's obviously there's, that's a problem because we are, we're allowing our mind to go outwards. But a certain minimum amount of planning, yes, okay, I'll try and save up um, maybe... Um, whatever it is i'll put it in some um savings account maybe 100 euros a month or something uh, that will slowly build up and then put it out of the mind okay that's being done right. so, so we we don't dwell on these things too much if we dwell on these things a lot then obviously it's a problem so as our aim in this path is to devote our interest and our attention as much as possible to knowing and being what we actually are. If that is our principal aim, then other, other things, they will, they will go on in the normal course without them being much of, an attack, much of a distraction for us. But if we find we're more interested in planning for our retirement or planning for the family holiday next summer or um, if, if uh, our work requires us to travel somewhere. If we, if, we, um, if we are so much planning, 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 we, we shouldn't be preoccupied with these things. Yes, if we have to travel somewhere, um, hotel uh, are not, uh, rooms are not always available, so it may be necessary a few weeks in advance to book a hotel room, knowing that we're going to be there. That is not the problem. Dwelling on that, worrying about that, that is a problem. So we, we in a sense, we're living a double life. There's the life of the person we seem to be and the inward life. The life of the person we seem to be is actually going on according to destiny. If it's our destiny, that is, and according to our destiny, certain actions will be made to do. For example, if it's our destiny to travel next week, and if it's our destiny to stay in a particular hotel, we will be prompted to book that hotel in advance. Because if we don't book in advance, we won't get it. So we, we are, certain actions we are made to do in accordance with prarabdha. So we, truly speaking, we need not pay any attention to our outward life at all. This, this seems uh, um, this seems impossible to most of us because we are still so attached to our life. But if we really understand what Bhagavan is talking about. There is no need for us to be concerned about our outward life at all. That doesn't mean we shouldn't plan. If it's our destiny to plan, we will, be, we will plan. We shouldn't be concerned about it. Our only concern should be holding on to ourselves and thereby surrendering ourselves. In practice, none of us are, are living up to that ideal perfectly. We, we are all concerned about our outward life because we still, ego is still there, there is still attachment and everything. But we are trying to wean ourselves off our attachment to this person, our attachment to the comforts and conveniences of this person, our attachment to the roles and responsibilities and obligations of this person. That is, this person has a, has a certain, this person we take ourselves to be has a certain destiny. 
the destiny goes on according to Bhagavan's will. Let's leave it to him to take care of all these things. Our only concern should be to turn within and hold on to ourselves. If we were really um, a mature spiritual aspirant, our whole, our whole, we we wouldn't be at all concerned about our external life. We'd be concerned only about turning within and surrendering ourselves. But if we're honest with ourselves, I, I, we 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 are not yet so mature. We still have have concerns about our our outward life, our comforts and conveniences, and so on. We have to be realistic about this. We shouldn't pretend to ourselves. But we are something, but we are not. So we recognize, yes, I still have desires, I still have attachments, I still have likes and dislikes, but we are slowly trying to wean ourselves off our likes, dislikes, and so on. And we do that by trying more and more and more to turn within. So we're all undergoing a process now. We, we, we shouldn't expect ourselves to be perfect now. We we are we are on a journey towards perfection. Perfection means the state in which ego doesn't rise. So now ego is still rising with great enthusiasm. We we still have interest in the external world, interest in our life, but we know uh, we've understood from Bhagavan that real what we are really seeking, which is infinite happiness we can never attain from the external life. We can attain only by turning within. So, But we still have strong vishayavasanas, so we're trying gradually, gradually to wean ourselves off our interest in and concern for anything other than our own being. And, Michael, that's all. Uh, the Bhagavan's words about the I'm very bad remembering the verses in Nanyar where he says about yeah. why do we always have to think uh, is it necessary for me? Yeah, the second uh, paragraph, yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's necessary for us to think like this or like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the correct interpretation and implication of that teaching is because uh, it's true, that can be used for someone to say, uh, okay, everything is destiny. Okay, I don't have to worry. I'll let myself uh, allow myself to be carried away by my vasanas and I mean misuse, misunder, misinterpret that yeah, teaching yeah. and not keep an eye on uh, how ego rises or your the yes. seeds of vasanas rise etc yeah but yes. in the in the context of uh, I mean of a good interpretation because we always feel that we are doing the actions yes, you say, yeah. even though if it's we are made to do by God yeah. Uh, whatever action we are going to feel, okay, I'm doing it. So, yes. in that sense, uh, the correct interpretation is to to not be concerned first about, uh, yes. of course, the the outcome of the yeah. whatever situation we are involved, and also to to keep an eye on the rising of our will. Yes. Yes. Of our will, we need but... not keep an eye on the rising of the will. We keep well, an yeah. eye on the rising of the one who has a will. If we <laughs> right. keep an eye on ego, it will not rise. It will not rise, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. In, not, in the source, obviously. In yes. the source of the... So long as we're dwelling on our likes and our dislikes and all these things and seeing them rising, our attention is going away from ourselves towards those things. The only way to prevent the rising of ego 
or to bring about the subsidence of ego is to attend to ego alone. To go in the opposite direction. Yes, exactly. And so that would be like uh, the implication to, uh, because it's true, when, when we are given uh, A or B, and it seems like we don't have an answer at the moment, like it's yeah. really hard, a hard decision. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we, we don't, uh, well, I speak for myself that I don't fully, I'm not fully confident that uh, if I don't do this, it will happen anyway. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not fully, uh, and I haven't, I haven't fully assumed that. Yes. Totally. So I still feel that A could be better than B. Yes, yes. Yeah? So if I see uh, fear in A, and I see hope in B, for example. Yes. Okay. At some point, I see there's more hope. Yes. Even that has to. I mean, I have to see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing hope. <laughs> this it like it looks yes. like. I'm not. I know the outcome is going to be the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. So that hoping or that fearing, those are what we have to cut off. Yes. By yes. Going by turning within. Exactly. And the most effective, we, we can't give up our likes and dislikes by just trying to do so. Mm -hmm. We can do so only by turning within more. Uh, to a certain extent, we can. We can, to a certain extent, we can train our mind to, um, to accept whatever happens by thinking, Mrs. Bhagavan's, well, it's all for my good. But the most effective, so in that way, we can, to some extent, reduce the strength of our likes and dislikes. But the most effective way to deal with them is to turn within. Because the more we turn within, the more those likes and dislikes will automatically drop off. Just like if you, uh, well, it's an analogy, but it's not a, a proper, a good analogy, maybe. Uh, for example, if you have an, I don't know, if you have four like four in uh, areas of interest. Yes. And you focus only on one that likes you like better. Yes. The other three are going to. Yeah. I mean, you want to diminish the the interest for that. Yeah. Yes. Obviously, well, though, it, all those are external <laughs> likings. Yes. But, but if but you go to the liking to be just to be. Yes. And everything all, else drops off. Mm -hmm. Sí, porque va a haber una especie como de transferencia de un ámbito de tu vida a otro ámbito si en uno de ellos dejas de fomentar un determinado gusto o disgusto. Yeah, just there's going to be like a, a transmission of interest in one area of your life to another. If yes, you see yes. uh, fostering that, uh, that interest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so we're trying to divert our, our interest away from all other things back towards knowing ourselves. But this is this is inevitably a gradual process. The final and destruction of ego happens in a moment, but we can't give up our interest in other things. All of we, we can't we have to slowly wean our mind off our interest in other things. That is the the actual annihilation of ego will happen in a moment. But we what we are doing now is preparing ourselves for that. And that preparation, it's a gradual process. We are gradually weaning ourselves off the, um, the desires and attachments. So, so it, it's a gradual process. So we have to be realistic. We, 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 we shouldn't, um, we, well, we can't pretend to ourselves 
but we don't have likes and dislikes, that we don't have desires and attachments. We do have, but we we need to recognize the fact we have and we need to to understand but weaning our mind off these things it's a serious business it's not it's not um like the the neo advaitins they they make it sound like a very um you just have to see but your awareness and then all problems are over it's not like that but we we're up against a real serious problem ego is a serious problem to be dealt with we can't get rid of it by just saying oh there's no ego so ego and all its vishaya vasanas this is the problem we're up against we need to be realistic we still have strong vishaya vasanas but there is only that is the most effective way to get rid of all our vishaya vasanas is to turn our mind within more and more and more this is the this is the only well ultimately it's the only way to cut the very root it's also the most effective way to weaken the vishaya vasanas so we we just have to be realistic about this uh, regarding vasanas for example uh, i had like a like I have, to, I have tendencies. Yeah, for example, one particular tendency was to make pictures, to take pictures, take photographs, and edit photographs. So uh, I didn't do that for for many months already. Like I lose, I lost interest and in go to a mountains and take pictures and so on. So uh, after eight months or seven or eight months, I I had no desire to do it. Then one day I I went uh, to the mountains. And then, like, it was very, very radical. Like, it came out out of nowhere. I didn't even expect it. But yes. It was like uh, seeing the landscape and I just started to frame, to take a picture. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, the fact that I haven't done, done it for eight months, you would think that, okay, it's without, it's that you've lost interest in that. It's, it's the past, no? Yes. I realized, no, this is like, uh, I don't know if that, Oh, no. that, that is, from that we can understand that though the vasanas are gradually getting weaker, they don't die entirely. They give them a, give them a favorable circumstance, they again rise up to the surface of the mind. Mm -hmm. But we, if we want to, if we're serious about giving up, we, we're not trying to give up one vasana that that is not individual vasana. What we are trying to give up is our interest in anything other than knowing who am I. That so interest in anything else. Uh, we, we we're trying to withdraw our mind from all other interests. So um, a particular vasana, like if if you if you know you've got it, like the, the example you give, interest in taking pictures of uh, in the mountains, you you shouldn't be dwelling on that. Or I must find an, another opportunity to get more good pictures. But if you happen to be in the circuit in that circumstance, and you, you okay, you click a few pictures, but you don't. We we're not here to fight with our vasanas. We are here to withdraw from them. Mm -hmm. So there's no harm in you know, it's, it's not a great bondage taking a few pictures in the mountains. It's good, but that but that um, that interest in that is slowly diminishing. But if it's not entirely diminished, it's not a problem. But but, but we're trying to deal with the root. 
Mm-hmm. So we, the most effective way to deal with the root of all these things, who is it who, who has interest in taking pictures in the mountains? So if we go back to the root, to ourself, and uh, attend to ourself, slowly, slowly these things will drop off. Es lo que, lo que hablaste el otro día, Michael, con Sanjay, acerca de la diferencia entre luchar contra las basanas y simplemente permitir que éstas se vayan deshaciendo o debilitando. Is what you said uh, the other day with Sanjay, uh, the difference between fighting against vasanas and let them uh, dissolve. Yes, yes. Mm. We, we're not here to fight with the vasanas. If we try and fight with the vasanas, we, in this connection, Bhagavan used to tell the story of, uh, of um, Ra- Rama and Bali. Bali was... Um, Uh, that is, the, the mon- in the monkey kingdom, the rightful uh, king was Sukriban. He was the elder brother. His younger brother, Bali, had a boon um, that anyone he faced, in, that is, he had done some tapas and got a boon from some god. Anyone, in, anyone he faces in battle, half of the strength of that person should come to him. So that means he can defeat anyone in battle because he's already a very strong warrior. And anyone he faces in battle, he'll get half their strength. So he should be invincible. So he, because he had that boon, he took his brother's kingdom. Not only he took his brother's kingdom, he also took his wife. And um, so when Rama was uh, on his way to Lanka to rescue Sita, he passed through this kingdom. And the minister in that kingdom was Hanuman. Um, uh, so when, when he met Sukriban, Sukriban uh, uh, told Rama about his plight. And this is obviously what his brother is doing is a dharma. It's a very in- unjust to, to, to gain a boon and then misuse that boon for your own, um, for your, for your own selfish ends. To, and to take from someone else the kingdom that belongs to them And not only their kingdom, also their wife. That's obviously unjust. So uh, Rama is all for, for dharma, for justice, and uh, for, for what is righteousness. So Rama said, okay, I, I will deal with, I will deal with uh, Bali, but y- y- I need your help. You have to challenge him to battle. But Sukriban said, I, every time I challenge him, I'm going to be defeated. Rama said, don't worry, you challenge him. So he challenged him. And of course, he's defeated and he had to run away. And then Rama said, again, do it again. Just, um, two, three times he came and he challenged. And Bali was laughing. What is this, my foolish brother? He, he, he knows he can't defeat me. Why does he keep on coming and challenging me? And then at an opportune moment, Rama was hiding behind a tree. And at an opportune moment, he shot an arrow uh, And in the back of Bali, and kill, and and so Bali was lying there dying, and Bali then uh, challenged Rama. You you have a great um, you have a great embodiment of Dharma. How can it be Dharma to kill? It, it, that is, it's against the, the ethics of warriors. To uh, when two warriors are fighting, for a third warrior to come and kill from behind, that is totally unethical. And Rama said, "Yes, this may be unethical, but." Um, what you're doing, what you've done is far more unethical. So sometimes one adharma is necessary to, uh, to 
uh, stop a greater dharma. And then um, Vali said, now you, now, now I'm dying. I'm not going to be able to help you. If you had sought my help, I could easily have defeated Ravana and, uh, and rescued Sita for you. Because if Ravana uh, faces me in battle, even if his whole army faced me in battle, I will easily defeat them because I get half their strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Rama said, no, if I, if I, the same, the, the, the a dharma that, um, that uh, uh, Ravana has done, stealing my wife, you have done the same uh, a dharma. You've stolen your brother's wife. So how can I take your help or, or, uh, to, to regain my wife? That wouldn't be righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's the story. What Bhagavan said is, Bhagavan uh, used to tell this story. Uh, it is a very well-known story in India. Um, it's always... Uh, Things people debate a lot about. Was Rama right to kill Bali from behind? How is it justified? So it's a thing people often like to debate about. But anyway, so it's a well-known story. But Bhagavan used to tell this story and say, such is the nature of the mind. If we try to fight against the mind, the mind means the totality of all the vasanas and everything. If we try and fight against them, the very fact that we're fighting against them, half our strength goes to them. So, rather than trying to fight against the Vasanas, we should just ignore them. We should turn our attention back to ourselves. Yes. That is like Rama, instead of confronting Vali, if, he, if Rama had tried to confront Vali face to face, he would have been, de- even Rama would have been defeated. Because though Rama is the most powerful of all, um, being God himself, an incarnation of God, but even he would be defeated because Bali has this boon to get half the strength. Um, so, just like uh, Rama had to, uh, had to deal with Bali by shooting him from behind, we have to deal with this mind not by confronting it, but by turning our back on it, by turning within. So, we are not here to fight with the Vasanas. We, 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 if we, that is what we are, what we are to, the, the problem is not the vasanas. The problem is our allowing ourselves to be swayed by the vasanas. So in, instead of trying to de- uh, defeat the vasanas, we should just not allow ourselves to be defeated by them. In other words, not allow ourselves to be swayed by them. So I think what I said to Sanjay, he said we have to control the Vasanas. I said, no, it's not necessary to control the Vasanas. All that is necessary is to avoid being controlled by the Vasanas. Now we're all allowing our Vasanas to control us. That's the problem. We, we need not control the Vasanas. Let the Vasanas be. We sh- all that is necessary is that we shouldn't allow ourselves to be controlled by them. In other words, we shouldn't allow vasanas to sway us. They sh- we shouldn't allow vasanas to draw our attention outwards. So we are not here to fight against them, but just to turn. To, the, the only way to defeat the vasanas, that, that is the vasanas derive their strength from us. But the more we allow ourselves to be swayed by any vasana, the more strength we are giving it. So if instead of allowing ourselves to be swayed by it, if we hold on to self-attentiveness, we are thereby uh, weakening the vasanas, we're depriving them of the attention that they are craving. Donde 
veo que se frustran más personas. Where I see that more, more, more people get frustrated. Es precisamente cuando tratan de no atender a la vasana. Precisely when they try not to attend the vasana. Pero todavía no han aprendido a, o no han llegado a atenderse a sí mismos como pura consciencia. But they haven't uh, got to the point where they attend to themselves as uh, pure consciousness. Eh, en esos casos, no sé qué eh, que, que pensáis vosotros al respecto. Eh, lo que he visto es que el que haya una visión más profunda y más clara de el verdadero sinsentido de perseguir lo que las basanas te están empujando a querer experimentar. I don't know what you think about it, but uh, uh, understanding the real uh, or the true nonsense of that which the, the basanas are trying to show you. Cuando todavía no puedes atenderte a ti mismo de una manera lo suficientemente clara. When you cannot attend to yourself in a very, uh, very still obvious or clear way. Eh, he visto que en algunas personas les ayuda temporalmente. I've seen that to some people, temporarily, they get some help. Hasta que realmente ya pueden atenderse a sí mismos y tienen el suficiente deseo por permanecer en lo que realmente somos como para no tratar de querer comprender. Que tiene la ayuda de comprender el sentido de la pasana, ¿no? Sí, lo que es el, el, la ganancia secundaria, ¿no? O el rol oculto, ¿no? That they get some help uh, out of uh, seeing or revealing the, the hidden uh, nonsense or the hidden agenda of what pasanas are trying to 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 show you so long as it's not easy for them to attend to themselves yes this is this is where um this is where discrimination comes in that is if we if we find our mind is going if we find some particular thing is keeps on drawing our attention away from ourselves, we can reflect about it uh, am i going to get happiness by thinking about this thing so we, we and supposing it's about something about we uh, suppose we had some worry about the future by worrying about the future how is it going to help us what is going to happen is going to happen anyway so why should i worry about it let leave it to bhagavan he will take care of it whatever happens is nothing can happen except by his will so uh, let me what if it, even if the worst happens, it cannot happen without it except by his will. So I accept his will. So by thinking in this way, we can slowly, slowly wean our mind off that particular worry that we have. We That will help us to turn within. But the most effective way of dealing with any vasana is to turn within. It may, sometimes it may, it may seem to us to be impossible to turn within because the vasana seems so strong. Why is it that vasanas, but we are so easily swayed by our vasanas? 
because the, whatever Vasana, there are own inclinations. So why we why do we allow ourselves to be swayed by our Vasanas? Because we want to be swayed by them, because there are desires, our likes, our dis, dislikes, and so on. So we are so easily swayed by them. So we need to sl- we need to find every way possible to avoid being swayed by them. The most effective way is to try to hold on to self-attentiveness. When we are when when we feel unable to hold on to self-attentiveness, we should think about Bhagavan's teachings. We should reflect upon um, how worrying about this or um, planning about that, how this is all this allowing our mind to go outwards, how this is not going to solve our problems. The, the, that that is what is going to happen is going to happen anyway. So leave it to Bhagavan. So think it, there are so many ways in which we can reflect in order to deflect our attention away from both things and slowly bring it back to ourselves. Imagino que te habrá ocurrido muchas veces, Michael, a mí me, me pasa a diario, que, que muchas personas tienen una fuerte interpretación. I guess it's happened to you, Michael. Uh, it's happened to me uh, uh, often uh, that many people have a strong interpretation. De que el hecho de girarte a ti mismo cuando surge algo que aún no ha sido comprendido o visto con suficiente profundidad. The, the fact that uh, turning within when something that has a reason haven't hasn't been seen with the sufficient depth. Es como una forma de evitación para mucha gente. It's like a, a way of uh, avoiding o, o escape. avoiding or escaping from them. Eh, pero les cuesta mucho asimilar que el hecho de girarte para atenderte como conciencia es para obtener una mayor claridad que puntualmente te permitirá llegar a ver con mayor claridad eso que antes no veías. But uh, it's hard for them to see that the, uh, uh, but by turning within you will see with that more clarity that which you weren't uh, uh, able to see before. Yeah. Como hay un proceso de por medio eh, para muchos, sobre todo de las líneas más psicológicas y de tradiciones más occidentales. Because there is a process in between and uh, there are other traditions like more psychological traditions or more western western traditions or teachings. Automáticamente lo juzgan como una forma de escape el llevar a cabo la autoindagación. Yeah, automatically they judge that as a a way of avoiding self-investigation. Sin darse cuenta de que es una vía más rápida, pero que requiere de un atajo inicial donde parece que te estás escapando, pero estás queriendo tomar la autopista al cabo de unos pocos kilómetros. Without realizing that uh, 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 that you are uh, trying, uh, without realizing uh, unconsciously that you are uh, taking a shortcut, but instead of that, uh, you are uh, taking like the highway, the fastest highway. Yes, yes. So, um, I, uh, would you? I, I'm my... not quite sure, but I, but I fully understood that. La última que ha dicho Ernesto, a ver si a lo mejor. Que cuando alguien todavía tiene. Un cierto, una cierta carga de impureza mental. When someone has still a, a, a certain amount of mental uh, impurity. 
pero trata de atenderse a sí mismo en la medida que consigue aquietar su mente. But tries to attend to themselves to, to the extent that they can quiet their mind. Eh, está tomando una especie de, de ruta eh, como si fuera un camino de pueblo, ¿no? They take it like a like a one of these local small roads. En la, en la visión de los que nos dicen que hay que encarar y atravesar todo el contenido mental que no ha sido comprendido. From the perspective of those who tell us that the, all the uh, 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 mental content that hasn't been understood or assimilated or we, have got, we haven't gone through that content. Pero estamos en esa carretera de pueblo, carretera secundaria, que es cuando no consigues atenderte a ti mismo todavía con la suficiente eh, agudeza. But we are in that small local road when we we are not able to attend to ourselves with enough uh, uh, depth or uh, constant, uh, not very constantly. Y todavía hay pues una percepción muy clara de sonidos, de olores, de todo lo que ocurre mientras no te has eh, sumergido con un cierto grado de profundidad en el silencio. And there's a lot of a clear many uh, many sounds or many uh, smells or things that uh, because you haven't uh, uh, immersed yourself in silence you know pero lo que estás es tomando un atajo para llegar a una autopista de las alemanas de altísima velocidad what would you doing is to take a shortcut to get to one of these uh, german very fast lane highways uh, to get to the goal I don't know if I explained so. so. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, wherever we are, the, 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 the direct highway is always available to us. We, that is, at any moment, we, if we choose to, we can turn our attention within. Um, if so, it's not a matter of we have to. Um, return from the side roads onto the main road. The main road is always available. We, we just have to turn in the right direction. Um, regarding understanding all the, the, the vasanas and everything, we don't have to understand. The, we, we, of course, obviously, we need to understand the general nature of vasanas. The general nature of the Vishaya vasanas is to draw our attention away from ourselves. Uh, The, the most effective way to, um, to weaken those is to turn our attention back towards ourselves. So we're not trying to understand our vasanas or our mind or anything. The understanding that is necessary is understanding Bhagavan's teachings. If we understand Bhagavan's teachings, that, that will... Um, Firstly, without understanding Bhagavan's teachings, at least to a certain extent, we can't even begin on this path. Um, so we, because we, if we don't understand what is the path, if we don't know which direction we should be traveling in, we can't travel in that direction. So we need to understand what is the direction we need to be going in. That is back within ourselves. And back within ourselves doesn't mean back within our mind, with uh, dwelling on all the thoughts and everything. Back within ourselves means 
to ourselves, to our own being, back within our own being. Not in, not we're not going into the mind. We're going into our being. Because even even the mind, in the sense, all the thoughts and vasanas and so on, these are all external to ourselves. So we need to understand that. But but we can understand Bhagavan's teachings only to a limited extent without putting them into practice. To really understand Bhagavan's teachings, we need to put them into practice. The more we put them into practice, the clearer our understanding of his teachings will become. The clearer our understanding of the teachings will become, the more we will put them into practice. So what we need to understand is Bhagavan's teachings, what he has taught us about the, the nature of vasanas. It's not about what particular vasanas I as this person have. We we're not we are not here doing psychoanalysis and trying to we we know all vasanas are a problem. All vasanas take our attention away from ourselves. That's all Vishaya vasanas. Uh, the only vasana that takes our attention back towards ourselves is sat vasana. So how to strengthen the sat vasana and weaken the vishaya vasanas by turning out by practicing more and more to turn our attention back towards ourselves so if we understand this this is sufficient understanding all we have to do then is to try more and more to put it into practice the more we put it into practice the deeper and clearer our understanding will become so whenever we we, we we practice and we read Bhagavan's teaching, think about his teaching, slowly, slowly our understanding is getting deeper and our practice is getting deeper. And our practice is getting deeper, so our understanding is getting deeper. About the, the particular vasanas, why, why I have this interest, why I have that interest, why my mind goes in this direction, why my mind goes in that direction, that we need not worry. The problem is, our mind goes away from ourselves. We will find any excuse to go outwards. So, if we are, if we are thinking about uh, our vasanas, why we have these vasanas, what suppressed desires do we have? I mean, if we're trying to psychoanalyze ourselves, we we're allowing our attention to go away from ourselves. We are not interested in this in any thought other than the first thought I. And even this first thought I, what we are interested in, the first thought I is an adjunct mixed awareness. I am this body. What we are interested in is the reality of this first thought I. I am. That is our fundamental awareness of our being. That is the reality of the false awareness. I am this body. I am this person. So we are investigating the, the, the reality of ego. That that should be our sole concern. If we are, so long as we are doing that, everything else will rectify itself. So we we need to be very single-minded and one-pointed in this. Well, I, uh, just I don't know if we can put it in to compare it a little bit, like, like imagining a balance, you know, like. Uh, and on this part that we have our vasanas that they weigh a lot and here is our viveka and bhakti and uh, yeah. so i mean if, why, why we cannot attend to ourselves because this weighs too much so yeah we have to relieve some of the burden here in order for the viveka to increase a little bit yes uh, but I mean, first... however strong our vasanas may be we are always aware i am so at least little by little by little, even if only for a few moments at a time, we can attend to ourselves. 
the more we try to attend to ourselves, the more the, we, we are tipping the balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we we're weakening the Vishaya Vasanas and strengthening the Viveka, Vairagya, Bhakti, Satvasana, everything is getting strengthened. Yeah, our attention is what, what, what balances the, I yeah. mean, to the power yeah. of our attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Allowing our attention to go outwards is increasing the weight of the Vishaya Vasana side of the balance. Mm-hmm. Turning our attention back within is increasing the strength of the the other side, mm-hmm. the bhakti and vairagya and viveka. And as we see, uh, things that seem to be like very, I don't know, like some vasanas or the, the strength of some vasanas, the more we have uh, viveka and bhakti, they will lose easily. We'll, one, they will see that that, was, that attachment was... Yes, I yes. Mean, uh, yes. Automatically, you will, will see like... I mean, maybe we won't even understand why we we were attached at some point to that. Uh, I mean, that, not yet, that is by this simple practice of trying to be self-attentive more and more. We are, on the one hand, we're weakening the vishayavasanas because we're not allowing ourselves to be swayed by them. On the other hand, we are first of all we are strengthening the viveka because we're gaining more clarity by turning within, and that viveka gives rise to bhakti and vairagya. Yeah. Because the, the, more, the more we, the, the greater the clarity of viveka, the more love we will have to turn within, and the more we will thereby be free from the desire to go outwards. So the, the freedom from desire to go outwards is vairagya, and the love to go within is the bhakti. Bhakti is what is otherwise called um, vasatvasana, the Vairagya is the weakening of the Vishaya Vasanas. That is, we have Vairagya to the extent that the Vishaya Vasanas are weakened. So the most, the only really effective way forward is to try more and more to be self-attentive. Ahora, ¿qué, qué diferencia hay, eh, Michael, cuando decías eh, y has, has mencionado varias veces que son aptos para este camino aquellos que tienen aunque sea un mínimo gusto por atenderse a sí mismos. What's the difference? Uh, you've mentioned no, several times that uh, the people who are valid for this path is those who, uh, who have uh, at least some interest on this path. Yeah, yes, yes. Eh, sin embargo, muchos de estos que empiezan a tener un cierto gusto por atenderse a sí mismos. However, many uh, that take a slight interest to attend to themselves. Todavía se sienten como dentro de una especie de selva espesa, eh, alejada del claro de un bosque iluminado. They still feel like a trapped in a dense jungle, like uh, out, uh, far from uh, nice clearing, no? uh, illuminated by yeah. the sun. We we are all in that state. <laughs> we are still all in the dense jungle of our vasanas. But the, the very fact that Bhagavan has sown this seed of love in our heart, we have this interest to try to follow this path. The very fact that we're talking about this means that we have this interest. We have to nurture that interest by trying to turn within more and more and more. 
So however much we may feel we are we are lost in a dense forest of vasanas, that's a very apt description. We really are. But the light is always there. The light is ever shiny in our heart as I, as I am. So this light will guide us out of this jungle. 